Soul Talk Podcast is your guide to all things wellness. Join me, your host Carla, as I take you through the many topics and questions that we need to be asking ourselves to improve our health and lifestyles. From food for medicine to women's health hormones and understanding our menstrual cycles, let's get the conversation started today. It begins with us. Hello and welcome back to Soul Talk Podcast. This episode is on cold water therapy and I thought that um, it would be perfect to bring you this episode to give you a lot of insight into cold water therapy and sea swimming and what it means and why people do it and the many health benefits that it brings physically and mentally. Um, cold water therapy can be blasting the cold water for 30 seconds in your shower every morning, which I've been doing for the past couple of years. That's been my journey into cold water therapy. Uh, cold water therapy can be uh, going to ice baths or sea swimming. Sea swimming is something that I have got into in the past year. And it is honestly just so amazing if anything it's it's just great for your mind but there's actually so much more to it um and I feel that cold water therapy and sea swimming has become um almost like it's as if it's a trend or buzzwords in the in the wellness industry and sometimes that makes people who are maybe a little bit skeptic or people who hate popular trends and fads and you know people jumping on the bandwagon these people are known as misanthropists um it makes their skin itch and they're like oh here we go another bloody trend but look honestly there's so much health benefits to cold water therapy and sea swimming and I thought the perfect person to come on and talk about that uh, is Carla McGreevy, another Carla. <laughs> um, Carla is also known as Connect Yoga Belfast and I have known Carla for many years. Um, in this episode, we talk about the benefits of cold water therapy for your digestive system, for inflammation in the body, uh, for your skin and organs, for your mental health, for your central nervous system your lymphatic system and so much more and Carla McGreevy uh, Connect Yoga Belfast really really is a wealth of knowledge in in this topic. Um, Carla has been hosting for the past year yoga on the beach in Belfast at Helens Bay and um, as part of those beach yoga sessions they all go for a swim in the sea after and I've joined her a couple of times and that's actually how my, my journey into sea swimming began so um, yeah I've got Carla coming on to talk about um, all of the benefits and I really hope that you pick up something from this and that you enjoy it. Carla has also sent me a lot of the links to journals and, and all of that from where she has gotten her research and information. So you'll find all that in the episode notes and um, I'd love to hear how you find the episode. So as always, get in touch with me after and let me know what you think and please enjoy. So here's my chat with Carla from Connect Yoga Belfast. 
So Carla, welcome. Thank you, Carla. It's so weird, Carla. 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 I know. <laughs> it's so weird referring to you as Carla, and I. Two Carlas. Two Carlas. Um. Yeah. So I I wanted to get you specifically on the podcast to talk about cold water therapy and sea swimming and all that because it's become such a big part of your work. Yeah. And has lockdown. Yeah, and it's had such a like amazing response. People love it. Um, and that's how I get into it too, because of you. Yeah, when was your first swim? My first swim with you was uh, August 2020. Okay, last summer, yeah. Yeah, last summer. Um, so, and then I'd done another one or two with you as yeah. we were leading into October, and it was just getting freezing, freezing, freezing. <laughs> um, so, yes, because you had the big, big grips at the beach. Yeah, because at that time, last summer, the gyms still weren't open Mm -hmm. and there was no... Everybody was either working out at home or outside and I think that's why there was such a big response. Remember the restrictions were lax for a wee while, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really ever relaxed. And um, remember we had that eat out to help out for like a week in August, was that? August Mm -hmm. or September? And then everything started closing down again around September time again. Yeah. So things only really loosened up July, August a wee bit and then everything locked down again and I mm-hmm. think that's why they were so popular. People were just so desperate to be in a group and to get some release and it's it's connected to that thing too. Like with lockdown, no matter how beautiful your home is, when you don't have liberty or freedom, everything becomes a prison mm-hmm. and there's that feeling of being contained and restricted. And then the ocean is that fastness, that space. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how we all got locked up in our homes and all started jumping into the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. like, whether we were consciously aware of it was that what we were doing, just wanting to connect the space and yeah. something bigger than us. Yeah. And um, I was going to touch on that a wee bit later, but I feel it's probably appropriate to say that now that it has become, you know, cold water therapy and sea swimming has become almost like buzzwords in the industry in the wellness industry and um probably makes skeptics itch <laughs> and and people who hate popularity and trends and stuff but i mean that just really pisses me off because there's so many health benefits behind it yeah and i think people and i get that too like sometimes i can be a bit like that if everybody's doing it i don't want to do yeah, it yeah but i think you know, being in the water, it's just like walking. Only we've just lost our way with it. And even those skeptics, I bet you they go to the water for their holidays. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We all take to the ocean mm-hmm. to have our time off and relax. Well, most of us do. A very mm-hmm. high majority of us will go to the water on our holidays or love being by the water. But I think it's really class now that we've reconnected with, that we can do that all year round, that we don't need the perfect conditions to walk or to get in the water are those basic things that are really really good for us yeah same way everybody started walking again i think because the water was a wee bit more it was different wasn't it because that everybody gets in the cold water right and everybody walks so there wasn't as much oh that's a trend or a buzzword 
Um, but it's definitely a good thing and the research to support what cold water does for people is amazing the benefits yeah um and the the water represents the feminine i always hear you talk about that (laughs) yeah so in shamanism what i was taught when i went to peru was that the that we need a balance of feminine and masculine energy and for most people and I suppose maybe I'm projecting a bit because a big part of my healing journey and I know yours too Carla is reconnecting with that feminine energy mm-hmm. I would see myself as quite a masculine energy person but this world in general is very dominated by the masculine and I think it is the rise of the feminine energy that is going to heal us and the earth mm-hmm. it's for it's regardless of your gender we need that balance and the shamans would talk about how when you wanted to resource yourself in masculine energy, you take to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And when you want to resource yourself in feminine energy, you take to the water. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, so this I sun... need to stop hiking. <laughs> <laughs> no. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the sun and the mountains are masculine and the moon and the water is feminine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so I I started my uh, swimming, like, as I said to you um, before we started actually recording, um, my conscious, um, see swimming consciously as an adult for health reasons. It wasn't really for health reasons, I suppose. It was more for mental health reasons, because um, I didn't really know... I didn't realize how many health benefits physically for the body there actually was. I just thought, oh, it'll be so cleansing and (laughs) it'll be lovely and, you know, it'll be something different to do and all those things definitely were correct. But um, I started with you, as I said, last summer and done a few um, yoga sessions on the beach and a few dips. And then I had surgery. So I couldn't... um, I couldn't probably get in the water and be on my I had hand surgery so I couldn't do a lot of yoga for a while and and I give my body probably a good six months to recover that's good hardest six months of my life <laughs> um and then I I just promised myself there about two months ago that I'd get stuck back in again um because since then as well as like all the well-being and mindfulness and self-care kind of benefits I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and doing like wee bits of research to see what the actual health benefits of it is and um, I know now that it's good for my mind as well as my body, central nervous system, skin, organs, digestion, inflammation which is something that I'm dealing with at the minute. a lot so I know obviously that the sea is really good for that and we'll touch more on the the um, benefits a wee bit later but I think if someone actually asked me why do you why do you go to the sea I'll be like I don't know I just love it and you'll be able to explain that high more than me um yeah it's the and it's so different what people say like for some people it's the deep rest if you're someone who's very finds it difficult to be still the ability like you said to slow you down and make you move a bit slower in your day and that nap that you have or the deep sleep you have that night mm-hmm. other um people have said to me that they just felt a wave of peace that they've never experienced before you know when they get in the car and they're just like wow i feel so peaceful mm-hmm. and i for the for me that the the ocean's one place <laughs> where I don't worry, I don't fantasize about these awful things happening, 
And I remember that as a child. Like, I realised that, that my mind just calmed down completely. And I'm not saying, I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but I know for me, or mm-hmm. do you experience that? Yeah, I I just experience, like, I like to not face the shore and the sand and face the opposite way. And it almost feels like you're way, 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 way deeper than you actually are. <laughs> you turn right and the sand's like two seconds away from you, but... It's that feeling of, um, it's like you're, whether your feet are grounded in the sand or not, you just feel like you're floating um, and you just feel supported by the ocean. Like, um, it just cleanses me. Like, it's like, a, I would usually, as you know, I, I would work on my crystals too. So I always take them in and cleanse them in the sea every time I go in. Um, and for me, it's like, just like a reset. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about feeling supported because, you know, now we know through science that we have a sensory memory of being a fetus mm-hmm. when we were the most supportive and protective mm-hmm. and recovered in fluid. Yeah, And yeah. then you're having that sensory memory of yeah. being supported by water. So wow. that's that, isn't it so interesting? That's really, I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's why, that's why that we feel, that's why we feel that, because we remember feeling so safe in the water. Mm-hmm. And then, like, also what you're describing there too is that escapism, mm-hmm. that freedom, that, you know, not being connected to the land and mm-hmm. feeling that you've escaped, yeah. which I think was a big thing. I think it's a big thing in general that a lot of people, that's why people do drink and drugs, right, is escapism. And this is obviously a healthy way to mm-hmm. sort of, Mm-hmm. disconnect from your external to connect to your internal to escape a more healthier form of escapism yeah, yeah. and freedom which I think everybody was craving <laughs> from the past Definitely. yeah oh my god and so what about you and your story and and your journey um I mean you you're so dedicated to the early super super early sunrises I I don't know how you do it all the time. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always been an early morning person, naturally. So I have to say that that's easy for me. If you asked me to dip at sunset through the summer, I would not be so easy for me. It's mm. just we're wired differently. I think we all are. Um, and then the reason why I got into the cold water was Wim Hof. I think it was back in 2016, 2017. When I started, ther- I started therapy in 2016. So I think, again, I was looking at all these different ways that you can help yourself. And I read about this guy, Wim Hof, and all these breathing techniques and that he was doing. And at the time, I was really, really into fitness. You know, I was doing CrossFit and all these different things. And I could see that he could do all these amazing things because of his breathing practice and cold water mm-hmm. but I was like I'm freezing all the time this is not for me mm-hmm. but I was so curious about it especially because he was like baffling science winning all these world records like he was a fascinating character and then it was about two years later so I, I was interested but I had no notion I was sort of looking is there something I could go to because there's no way I would run the water myself by myself absolutely not and um, then uh, Holly the Freedom Myth then she started doing dips at Hell's Bend wow wow finally someone that I know or you know that's been offered but I was just too afraid so I used to message Holly as one of those melters who you know messages say you want to come and then never come Mm -hmm. that was me every every time yes this time definitely (laughs) and then one June I was completely melted one Sunday morning and I woke up 
the, you know, the, you know, when the light comes in really bright into your room, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, Holly has a dip today, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. When I arrived, I remember looking in the water and seeing everybody in it, and I was like, they are headers. <laughs> like, that's a bath, that is not a bath. I was like, I can't <laughs> fathom this. And I got down there, and I was like, do you know what it is? I've got to stay at night for me, I'll just have a wee cup of tea, a biscuit, and my own. And Holly, God bless her, I was late. She was already in the water. So she came out and she was like, oh, no, I'm going to come back in with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not so nice. Yeah. But I was like, no, Holly, I'm all right. And she's like, no, no, you got this far. And she sort of like laid my hand and I was sort of like dragging my hands. <laughs> and I was like, I was really reluctant. And I was, um, when then when I get in further, I just felt my mind going, you can't do this. You can't mm-hmm. do this. You can't do this. That Until the critic. Yeah, it was screaming <laughs> in my brain to word actually I thought it was I thought my head was gonna explode and I had to come out my mouth. I was like, Holly, I can't do this and I actually felt like I wanted to push her away. And she was just like, You're safe, Cardi, you're safe. Move your hands, breathe, just try and lower, try and lower and I was just like, Again, I can't do this and then I think I was just staying with her and whatever words she was saying and trying to breathe. And then the next minute it was like this like wave of peace came over mm-hmm. me. And I, I do I do still want to stress that not everybody has such a dramatic <laughs> time. Like I was properly petrified. It is a pretty dramatic and um, traumatic experience. So people's first time they get in like a duct of water though, and you know. God, so I, think, I didn't. I yeah cursed the whole way through it. Yeah, and I was the same. And then, but then the next thing, I was diving under the water. Like I couldn't believe it. And I mm. think when we got back in, a few people said we were out there a while. But I think it took me a long time mm-hmm. to settle. I have no recollection of the time because I was totally in that fear state where you're mm-hmm. just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then I just couldn't believe it. It's hard to get back out, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to get back out again. But yeah. you have to. <laughs> you have to get back out because there's a very fine line between your body temperature at 37 degrees and hypothermia at 35. So, well, that's it. I think you... The, the danger with cold water swimming comes from going too cold too fast. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I, I probably, I'm going to, people are going to say I'm being sexist here, but I would say males, you know, started for the first time, we try and do 10 minutes and like, don't make this a competitive sport. <laughs> you know, listen to your body, yeah. you know, build it up as well. Like, yeah. if that's where the risk comes in, if, if you're trying to make it, aggressive and competitive mm-hmm. saying you're not going to listen to your body yeah you know i remember even going with um one of my friends and his jaw started going i was like right let's get out and he was like no 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 i was like we are getting out right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. and then for me if i'm tired i might i will start to go into i will start to shake or the my jaw will go quicker than other days mm-hmm. so some days you can stay in longer and you're fine yeah and other days you can't so i think it is a tune into your body and and trying not to stick to external things telling you like the clock or yeah. the fact that someone else is in longer or yeah. any of those things yeah um actually I, I met a girl at the beach last week um her name's ursula she's known as the the most dangerous harpist in Belfast. So oh, yeah. She might be listening to this. Um, oh, and great. she's a really lovely woman and she was telling me that she's in her um going into her menopause stage and um again like you, not to sound sexist, but um we were talking about men are probably like these girls. I know <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about how like 
women are like it's it's almost unfair, Ursula said, you know, for women to and cold water swimming because we've got our whole cycle going on and um we feel differently every day because we're up and down like yo yo's. <laughs> so like you know, there's certain days like when there's cold water on my skin, it's actually sore. Mm. And um, you know, other days when you're like, woo, I could stay in here forever. And cold cold water therapy um isn't just about sea swimming. So like I just want to touch on that really lightly because cold water therapy for people who don't have access to a beach or can't get to a beach, don't drive or don't want to be out in public and um, you can do it in your shower um, you can blast the cold water you can make yourself a cold bath or whatever but and so if you're doing that at home every day as a woman you will experience the different like some days it's easier and some days it's harder yeah. um, and I'm sure for men with their daily cycle it's um, in their daily rhythms if they were to do cold water therapy at different times of the day they'd probably feel that yeah um, and lots of um, perimenopausal women um, are loving the benefits of cold water swimming and women who are going through the menopause and mm-hmm. postmenopause because a lot of women would complain, would complain about the hot flushes that they experience mm-hmm. and they say it really helps with that. Um, so I personally know a lot of women who it's helped um, and again there just needs to be done more research done, done into it which there isn't at the minute. I know. It's and hard. then... Chinese medicine because the hormone coach spoke to me about this and you know they would say in Chinese medicine the cold water should be avoided when you're bleeding because mm-hmm. it contracts the body and when you bleed there's it's been a release so it's like two opposite things mm-hmm. and Eastgate Britain I hope I'm saying your surname right <laughs> not that you be listening but for other people who are like who's she trying to quote this um, woman is from Donegal, or she lives in Donegal, and she's a surfer, and she's a science, scientific researcher, and she knows, like, so much about the ocean, and I asked her, did she know anything about periods and cold water, and she says no, but she'd love to do more research on it, but she said personally, she finds it difficult on her bleeding days, mm. and she's been in the water since she was four, she's, mm. that's an amazing story. She said she finds it difficult to get in the water when she's bleeding. Whereas me personally, I get so hot that mm. I want to get in the water when I'm bleeding. So I think it's different strokes for different folks when yeah. it comes to that. I find it really difficult. Um, I think most women find it difficult when they're bleeding. Yeah, and even like cold water in the shower in the mornings, I find that when I'm around my um, period, I'll maybe give myself a wee rest on those days and I'll just do the warm water. But like when I done your yoga and um, beach dips last summer, I was uh, a new moon bleeder. I'm not anymore, I'm back to full moon bleeding. Um, <laughs> but I was a new moon bleeder at that time, so every time I went to your yoga on the beach, was I was like, Carla, I have my period, and I don't wanna get in the water, and you were like, oh, well, you don't have to. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, well, right, hold on a minute, I'm here and I'm in my swimsuit, so I might as well. But um, I think it's like almost the embar- embarrassment to you're like checking yourself yeah, and yeah. Um, you just feel, I feel when I have my period so 
closed in. Yeah, winter, yeah. And I just don't want to open myself up to the cold water, but then when you're in. Anyway, this episode isn't all about periods, by the way. <laughs> um, although we could talk about periods till the cows come home, but. And just to touch on the cold showers, like the, the research shows, so it's interesting, there's two things here. Some of the research I've read shows there's a difference in the effects of cold water and the results based on gender, okay. which is so interesting. And then the second thing is that the benefits of cold water therapy is seen through cold showers, whether it's in the ocean. There's different effects, obviously, but it still has the same benefits, whether you have a cold shower or even simply you're putting your hands in cold water, your face. Mm. So, um, but I find cold, water, cold showers more difficult than the ocean. Because when I'm in the ocean, it's over me. Yeah. Cold shower, I just turn it off or step to the side. People say that. Yeah. Or some people find cold showers, I think we're all just different, aren't we? Definitely, yeah. Um, I think it's definitely helped climatise me for the sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never, ever, I don't know about you, but I do not get over that initial nervousness of walking in. Mm. Do you still get that? Yeah, yeah I, you always have the fear. Well, I don't know. Even people I know who live for the water so some days they're like oh I don't know about this and they call it you know, know we all have it always yeah you could easily talk yourself out of it like yeah and that's why some days I'm like I think in the winter I always need someone with me because yeah. it's so hard if I go on my own I'll probably be like nah mm. it's it's really difficult yeah and but yeah, and then you've got like plunge pools as well, like to get your cold water therapy fix. Um, Tony Robbins does that every single morning. Yeah. Um, I done it once in the in the Galgorm. I wasn't standing posing at the Galgorm Gulf Resort and Spa in my bikini. <laughs> I was the girl in the plunge pool. Um, I'd rather be that girl. I did. <laughs> I went in the plunge pool when I was there. I knew you would. I actually meant to text you and tell you that there was one there in case you didn't know. It's funny how water for water, ocean water, plunge pool water, shower water always feels different. But mm-hmm. I think it's to do with the level of salt and the different mm-hmm. alkalines and um, minerals that are in each individual water gives mm-hmm. you a different feeling in your body, which is interesting. And what about um, just on that, like uh, cold water therapy versus salty seawater therapy is there any any difference there like should people be going to the beach um well so for the for the ocean the where it has the advantage is being in nature is preferring healing for your health mm. like even research has shown just even looking at nature um, helps reduce our stress and we're in such stressful environments so yes the cold water will do all the same things to your lymphatic system and you know helping your card your cardiovascular system and your immunity but you know you're not in nature mm-hmm. so it's not going to have that impact so it's just I would say probably if you had if you the water might have that advantage in terms of the benefits of being in nature mm-hmm. also um that when we go underwater that's something that we all share um as mammals is that our heart rate lowers which is pretty cool yeah so that there is something in that when we emerge in the ocean that that happens and i I don't know that much about the comparison to the the shower in the ocean and there would be something to do with the level of salt in it too and we obviously have a high level of salt in our water and in our bodies too yeah you know so there's that like myrrh 
Yeah. Happening. No, it's interesting that you said that because um, I actually came across a girl called Rowan Clark um, just when I've been looking into like cold water and, and all that. Um, she's like a, um, you can find her on Instagram. She's a, like a cold water swim coach. Oh, wow. So she like coaches people into the water and helps them breathe and, and all that. She said she's had to phone the ambulance once because... <gasps> Some guy kind of like collapsed and, and all that, but he had an underlying condition. Mm. It was tonsillitis, he didn't know. So his body was just probably like, what the hell? Um, but she said, kind of similar to what you're saying about nature, she was saying that there's something in, in it and studies have been done that when you're in the ocean and you're connecting and seeing the color blue, specifically the color blue, that it's very common and soothing. Yeah even more than the colour green, which oh, yeah. people were really shocked about. Um, and then it's thing too, that we, we were, our, our first evolution came from the water. Yeah. Okay, so that, that, like, thousands and millions, probably millions of years ago, that's where we came from, was the water. Right. And we were like these gluey, gloopy things in the ocean, that's how we, that's where we evolved from. Okay. And then I think the first humans came from Africa then, from, from that. Right. And then, obviously, then we came from water in the womb. Mm-hmm. So we're we're always connected, and there's something in that too. So it's and, like you're going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to the mothership. <laughs> and then the ocean produces around sixty to eighty percent of the world's oxygen, mm-hmm. and it absorbs CO two. So there's something in that too. The way it gives us what we need to nourish, and it takes our like it, trees. What is toxins? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so every breath connecting us to the ocean too, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's so soothing, like whether even you're in the ocean or not, when you're anywhere near an ocean or water, it's just so common, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, so as I was saying to you, I've had like um getting those tests on different um things done, inflammation in the body, um and I was saying to you, I didn't really know. We still don't really know what's going on. I'm actually waiting for results. Um, but from, as well as like cleaning up the diet a good wee bit, um, but sticking to one sea swim per week and one cold shower per day. And now when I say cold shower, I'll blast it for like 30 seconds at the end. I'll not That's like 20. wash my hair in the cold. <laughs> Jeepers. Um, I'd be screaming the place down. But um yeah, I haven't had any pain. It's amazing, isn't it? I'd love to actually see what my inflammation markers now are. Yeah. Just but to see. The research has indicated that it does help autoimmune disease in terms of inflammation in the body, like fag fag how do you say that? Fibromyalgia. Yeah. <laughs> and arthritis yeah. as well. Yeah. Um that it helps with that inflammation in the body and also there's a link between high inflammation in the body and depression mm-hmm. so if you reduce the inflammation in the body then it reduces depression Ooh, okay. which is interesting too right yeah that's really interesting yeah and then um, there some of the other benefits that I'd love to pick your brain on and, and talk to you about are uh, well all all the benefits really that you know so that we can help people listen to understand like how good this really is for you and um, but yeah as you say like it's really good for the immune system yeah so when you enter the cold water what can happen is right so majority of people are stressed and exhausted mm-hmm. okay 
all their energy is going outwards and we're not getting enough energy for our body to run the systems that it needs to. Mm -hmm. And what happens typically when we're stressed and exhausted is that the lymphatic system becomes slow. The lymphatic system is the system responsible for releasing, I'll call them immune cells because I'm definitely not a scientist. And you know, all the immunity cells that help us have a healthy immune system. Mm -hmm. And it also is responsible for moving all the fluid of waste from the body. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine if that gets slow, then toxins are building up and immunity is not being released, which results in disease and also muscle, sore, mus sore joints and sore muscles. Mm -hmm. Then what happens when we enter the cold water is that it causes the system to contract and it gets the system going again. There's an increase in immunity cells being released and that fluid shifts. So it actually is like a, a detox in, in a way. Yeah, because I, I read about that before, like, you know, the the circuit, circulatory system, um, the heart pumps blood, constantly pumping blood around the body, but the lymphatic system is static, I suppose, because it doesn't have a pump to, to move it, and the cold water can then it's help. It's hard to move an energy in your body yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah, and that's like so super important like even off topic like when I get reflexology and my reflexologist brings the toxins to my lymph nodes you have to drink pints of water to release that mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's important to get those toxins out isn't it obviously um <laughs> but there is research done on there's research currently being done on cold water therapy and dementia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna read this off the page because um it's quite sensey for me. So um Rowan Clark, actually I learned this from her as well. Um she said that there's a protein released in the brain um that strengthens the synapses uh between the two halves of the brain, which helps prevent Dementia, dementia yeah. or help dementia. So I don't know if it's preventative or. I think it gives you a few years. Yeah. From what I've read, that it could at best prevent the onset. So if you know there's dementia in the family or you're high risk, the cold water could give you another few years basically before it would onset. Yeah. And they're doing more research into it about the effects that it have prevented dementia. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you're at Helen's Bay all the time and you you see the age of some of those swimmers. It's so Incredible, inspiring, yeah. isn't it? It's amazing. Um yeah, like say if I try to bring my granny down to the beach, she'd look at me as if I had three heads. Do you know what's interesting? My granny is never ever got in the water. Neither of my grannies have got in the water. Never? With the now? I think it might have been linked to, I think for them, like remember my granny's 89, you know, being in a bikini and mm -hmm. on the beach would have been like quite a, maybe it was a bit of a risque move back in that day, or you know how women felt about showing their bodies mm -hmm. and you know, being a good girl and whatever mm -hmm. that's linked to. Mm -hmm. And then I think they both had, were frightened of the water. Mm. It's interesting. I, I have a wee bit of a fear of the water. Yeah? Yeah. You I, don't like your feet being off the ground? Um, I don't like knowing that I'm not close enough to shore. Yeah. Um, I don't like the thought of being way, way out, like, or near a boat. That would freak me out. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but I snorkeled and I scuba dived in, in the Great Barrier Reef and stuff, and I loved it. 
But see when I, when my head's above the water and I'm looking around me and I can only see water all around me and nothing else, freaks me out. That's my favourite feeling. Oh, it scares me. I love it. I think it, yeah, I think it's different. Yeah, and I love being really deep in the water. Mm. I went swam out a wee bit extra the other day and my feet were just about touching the ground and I was okay with that. But then it was like, oh, there's all like seaweed and what, is there jellyfish in? And then it was like freaking out a bit. So it came back closer because you had a jellyfish thing, didn't you? Yeah, Brompton, I got a jellyfish thing. But it was, I think that was last July or August. Like, and it might have been last August. And I remember going to Brompton, you looked down, you could just see all these lion mains. Like, you could actually see them in the water. Yeah, so I think that's better to see them because then yeah. you know where to go and where not to go. Yeah. But then I, it didn't, I think it can sting you where you have to actually rip it off you. Oh. But it wasn't that bad. It literally, I literally touched it, but it was, so it wasn't that bad a sting. Yeah. Like it was sore and I got some cream. I went to the pharmacy and they gave me some creams and stuff and. Bet you didn't hear that often in this country. <laughs> and then that night, I think I slept okay, and then the next day it was grand. Yeah. But some people get such bad things that they never swim again, Mom. Oh, really? I know. God help PTSD. Me. It can't be quite bad, like this thing. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other benefits. So, um, Wim Hof, I know he's one of your kind of go-tos. You mentioned him earlier as well. He got into cold water therapy um, to deal with depression after the death of his wife mm-hmm. and then from that it's just become like a, such a big thing he does it everywhere and the health benefits kind of came to people's awareness after that um, as well as like not to mention the cold water therapy can help with chronic stress PTSD anxiety and I thought it was nice I heard this thing um, earlier about if you learn how to deal with the stress and the anxiety of the cold water, that you can um, learn to deal with stress and anxiety in your everyday life. Yeah. And I thought that was really like nice for us as yoga teachers because you know we're taught and we teach that what you deal with on the mat, you can carry off and deal with that off the mat yeah. as well so it kind of for me had that and that's like the, that exposure um so basically the only treatment really for anxiety is to expose yourself to anxiety mm-hmm. we live in a, a culture where either we we just try and avoid anything that makes us feel fear at all costs and mm-hmm. then what research has shown is then we become afraid of everything and that's where anxiety ruins our life or we completely disconnect from fear and fear is connected to love. So if you ain't feeling fear, you ain't feeling loved, and then you feel empty inside, which has the onset of depression. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you're consciously choosing to induce yourself into fear, instead of normally when fear hits us, it's when we don't choose it. And so mm-hmm. then it overwhelms us and we don't know what to do. But it can be empowering for people to practice it when they're choosing mm-hmm. to induce it. So then when you feel, because the fear feels the same no matter what way it comes, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're practicing in an environment where you've chosen to do it, then you can practice the skills of breathing through it. And it is like feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And that's where you can practice it rather than running away from fear your whole life. And mm-hmm. that's a lot a lot of what psychology psychology reports and research would indicate that we're afraid of fear itself. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to feel it. 
but fear, a healthy amount of fear is the same as a healthy amount of stress. It's good for you because it can be your motivator. It can be your get up and go. What's well, a relationship with love? If you're eliminating fear, you're eliminating love. Yeah. With fear, there'd be no love. Mm-hmm. And like really hate and anxiety are just um, like the offspring of fear, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then chronic pain as well. So like, I mean, I suppose if people have got chronic pain or serious conditions, um, it might be advised maybe that they, I don't know, don't get in the water if they're already feeling so much pain or or would you suggest otherwise? I, I don't know much about it. I just know that the, that it does help people with chronic pain mm. in terms of inflammation in the body and sore joints. Mm. Um, so on that bigger scale, if you're talking people with chronic pain, because it constricts the blood flow, it reduces the temperature of certain joints and reduces swelling and inflammation, which mm-hmm. can help healing and people report less pain. Mm-hmm. But really any of the research I've read, it's more to do with sport um, yeah. in terms of cyclists and people who train hard because they get micro- microscopic tears in their tissues then the construction of the blood flow helps reduce inflammation and it lowers the temperature of the tissue, which helps healing. Mm-hmm. But I've, I don't know much about, I know like, you know, people with arthritis and severe pain that way, but more chronic pain, I'm not really sure about. I've seen videos of people who are in wheelchairs getting into the water and reports of benefits and them experiencing benefits of the water. But again, this is just the occasional case and pieces that I've seen online mm-hmm. and things. I don't know anything that deep into it. Yeah. Um, but again, if you did have chronic pain, I definitely recommend speaking to your doctor or yeah. whoever your caregiver is. And do you, do you think a doctor would say, yeah, do that? Because I, I know that my doctor wouldn't. Like, it's so sad the kind of... Yeah. I think some people would, maybe mm. some psychologists would. Mm. Yeah, I know it, it, it is sad that, mm. but they aren't recommending it more. But I think the NHS, I think more doctors are recommending it. Mm. I recommend it like the yoga and breath work and more alternative therapies now. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so talk to me a wee bit about, um, you, t- you touched on exposure therapy and um talk to me a wee bit about the the central nervous system and the all that sympathetic parasympathetic <laughs> all that good sciencey stuff <laughs> so basically what it says is that we we're stressed all the time but it's sort of like mid-stress so we're never at our extreme really okay and we're avoiding fear all the time so what happens then when we go into cold water we go in to stress. You're probably like, well, Manchester's already, Carla, why are you doing this to me? Well, I stressed enough already. But instead of it being thought-induced fear and thought-induced stress, it's through the body. And the body, we heal more through feeling than what we do from thinking. So when we're inducing that fear in the body, we're like, we're like putting the stress levels up at all time high and coming into that fight and flight. Okay, and then what we do is that we breathe and the body adapts. So this isn't our conscious thinking. The body does this automatically, which is amazing that it knows exactly what to do to survive this cold water. 
and that adapt adaptation that is in the body in our the way we were built teaches us that we can deal and process with fear that we can go into the extreme form of fight and flight and then we go into rest and digest so you're talking about the vagus nerve before this call what happens is that when we go into the cold water our fight and flight gets activated and that actually what happens is when we go into cold water it activates the vagus nerve and it tones the vagus nerve and what that does is it slowly the sympathetic system which is the fight and flight slowly calms down and the parasympathetic which is the rest and jest increases as the vagus nerve becomes more activated okay oh yeah love that description <laughs> hope it came across right no it did yeah because that makes sense yeah definitely because the I was looking at the vagus nerve earlier. I'm actually just looking at it again because I don't I don't know too much about it. I listened to a podcast on it before, um, by a nutritionist called Lefite. Don't know if you know him. He's all into like the cold water therapy and benefits and stuff. And um, the the word uh, the the vagus nerve um basically controls. Uh, your sensory functions so somatic components um, like sensations felt on the mm-hmm. body and muscles um, disclaimer I'm reading this right now from Healthline um, and your visceral components it's all your organs so your organs and stuff in the body so it does um, 80 to 90% of the communication from your organs to your brain through the vagus nerve and if your vagus nerve is out of whack then you're gonna have gastro problems, digestive problems, and and all that. And they actually do tests to to like shock the vagus nerve to see is it working or yeah. is it not? Um, because it controls so much within the body. Um, and cold water therapy is a way to really stimulate it. Yeah. So yeah, cold water, breath work, singing, rhythmic movement all helps tone the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing, and what's interesting too is that the vagus nerve runs from the brain through all the organs, sex organs, and it represents for for a lot of people. But like I'm sure you'll see this, Carla, like the chakras, mm-hmm. like what the ancient yogis have always said: her yeah. everything is connected, and we need a flow of energy. Yeah, and now we've only like I don't know when the cranial, the it's the tenth cranial nerve, the vagus nerve was discovered, but it's only about in the recent say 10, 20 years say. Or maybe it's probably more, maybe 20 years. But ancient yogis been saying that for years, so it's fascinating, that link. It is. Um, And then the the breath work as well. I just want to touch on breath work a wee bit. Um, Whether you want to relate it to the vagus nerve or talk about how you would use breath work in cold water therapy maybe to help calm yourself down or you know your yoga students that come swimming with you is there any specific breath work techniques that you would use specifically for cold water cold water um i would get them to take a nice slow inhale and make sense what happens is when people go into the water they over breathe mm-hmm. which obviously when we overbreathe, it puts us in the fight and flight, okay, our adrenaline goes up and we need to slow the breath down to come into rest and digest. But people will overbreathe or they'll stop breathing. 
the only way, well, one of the most powerful ways to get people to breathe is that they hear the breath. Instead of thinking about the thoughts in their mind that they can't breathe, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why singing, sometimes I get people to sing as they go into the water, or like Holly had me do, was say, I am safe. Because if you're speaking, then you're breathing. If you're mm-hmm. singing, you're breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, anything, sound is so powerful in helping us remember to breathe. Because sometimes we think we're breathing and we're not. We're still yeah. holding the breath. Yeah. Um, there's some like um, I don't say or- orchestral groups and like vocal like singers and stuff that sing on their way into the water. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, some of my hardest songs I've sang. I, I've done um, I've sang like Sanskrit oh, things. Yeah. You know things that I remember like this. Um, yeah, any any song that is almost comforting to you. Yeah. Or if you know if you're really anything that hurt her, and no, any it's, um, pop music or no, oh my no, god, it's, like, <laughs> a, it's a a Tibetan healing song that um, Emily Crusher taught me in um, my first yoga teacher training, and it's about trying to like cleanse karma. So you know that the the philosophy around that we inherit, we have our own karma that we're meant to heal in this life. We have our family's karma that mm-hmm. we're meant to heal in this life, and then the cultural karma. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all these different things, and it's like a song to help heal that. Okay, sounds nice. You can sing it to, you can sing it to me next time. We're yeah, not on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like when you're going into the water initially, I think it's really nice to let people know that like it does settle. So like initially you go into fight or flight response for what, like 60 to 90 minute, uh, seconds? Sometimes it can take five minutes for people to settle. Yeah. And sometimes then you're up and you have to get out because if it's five degrees, get out. So it's never really that cold here, is it? Yeah. It was like so. five degrees. Well, I mean, in the winter maybe. But I think it's down to be nine and eight. Yeah, because that's it? what's interesting about some of the research. It's proper cold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the northern countries cold. Yeah. I don't know if we get that cold. Mm. What's it called? Ice swimming. I, I don't know. Probably eight or nine, I think. I don't think it's been lower than that. But you swim all throughout the winter. I don't think it got lower than that. I'm not, I don't have to Google it. Um, because they say you should stay in for every degrees that the temperature is, one minute per degrees. Isn't yeah. that right? Um, so there's a wee tip as well. Um, what's the best thing that people should do to prepare for a cold water swim? Go with a friend or a group, definitely, especially if it's your first time, because the group energy and getting your friend to hold your hand and being in it together will definitely help, especially someone who's done it before so they can help you stick through the initial and uh, doing this anymore, mm-hmm. because I promise that just breathe through until it's not so painful. I know it's really enticing he's all into the water. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's the it makes it so much more pleasant, the sweet contrast between how discomfort how uncomfortable you are until the comfort you can get in the water. Yeah. Um a hot water bottle, please bring baggy jogging bottoms and baggy clothes. So hard putting to leggings after. on when you're cold is almost near impossible. I'd rather go home my pants than try and get leggings on after. Yeah, I don't um, even get my pants on after. No. I just get on whatever bottoms I have and whatever jumper I have, and that's it's the hardest thing ever, isn't it? And you're shaking and yeah, and ha- like hot water can definitely help. Have a cup of tea. Um, 
So bring a hot flask. Yeah. That's my absolute. Fluffy socks, warm clothes that are easy to get on and off you. Um, if you do have like a dry robe or even just one of those towels with the hood on it to get changed under. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's it. Or like a wee biscuit or a wee bit of sugar after if you wanted. Mm-hmm. And again, they say that you shouldn't, like you were saying, Carla, um, get into the hot showers quickly after. But if you're living in Belfast and travelling to Helen's Bay, you're probably talking an hour before you get near the shower anyway. But mm-hmm. if you live closer by, yeah, try and wait 30 minutes plus, I think it's around. Yeah, and some listeners, because I have some listeners on the podcast who are from Australia and even India and different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So um, some people ask, how cold does it need to be um, for it to count as cold water therapy? And some sources say it should be under, eight, if it's under 18 degrees, it's cold. And if it's under 12 to 14, it's really cold. Um I suppose if you're living in a really hard country or a really hot country, that's hard to find, isn't it? Yeah, you just can't give it. Cause it's like a bath in some yeah. of those hot countries, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to be raging now if I go on a hot holiday and I try and get some cold water therapy in the sea and it's warm. Yeah. Like Portugal's just as cold as here, the water, like. Oh, is it? Yeah. Croatia's nice. It's not cold, but it's not warm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and... After no hot shower straight away, what's the absolute must bring item? You mentioned a few there. What about earplugs? Would you bring earplugs for Duncan or anything? I wouldn't thought you. I heard this horror story that like the bone can grow over your ear and cause like um because of the cold with water like water to get trapped and stuff. Oh, I've never heard of that. So that know. kind of freaked me a bit. Do you know when I dunk, I still have to hold my nose. Because if the water goes up my nose, it like freaks me out. <laughs> that's not normal, sure it's not. Um, yeah, Carla, that's a lot of information. Um, I think the only other thing I wanted to share was... So I think we covered everything, but the other interesting thing is about the brown fat that is found in people who co-water swim. So if you co-water swim, you would increase the brown fat in the body. And what brown fat does is break down glucose in the body. Oh. Yeah, and it's different than white fat because white fat is just from excess calories and it stores. So actually, brown fat helps your metabolism. Right. So that's where co-water therapy is linked to. Well, because of the cardiovascular systems improved, that helps your metabolism. And then the increase in brown fat also helps your metabolism. Brown fat? Okay. I know I didn't know there's brown and white fat either. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's really interesting. Isn't that? And that was yeah. another wee thing that I think's interesting as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's a flood of dopamine. I mean, some of the research I was reading today said there was like some research that said it's like up as high as two hundred percent increase in dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there's a flood of um cells that help your immunity and a big head of do- dopamine and happy hormones. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of science in it that was way beyond my means but that's the if you if you want you can like look at the research articles i can share yes so carla is going to um send me links to the journals mm-hmm. and i'll put them in the the uh, episode notes so people want to read up because maybe you're way more advanced in your science than what we are and you can read away i'm not the most scientifically minded person in the world so i love all that research it blows my mind but um yeah no that was great and then carla just before we finish up um tell us where people can find you if they wanna 
so I'm known as Connect Yoga online and I have a website www.connectyoga.co.uk uh, which was created by the wonderful Ellie Ellie from Calibrated Concepts. If you're a, a woman in business who hasn't a clue about IT, she's the woman <laughs> for you. And you can book through that. And you can also book through Instagram. Um, usually there's night yoga, sunset yoga around 7.30 every Wednesday and then sunrise yoga every Saturday, which is obviously changing with the sunrise. Mm-hmm. This is the earliest it will be. Thank <laughs> God. It is now a quarter to five. But with the summer solstice on Monday here, then I'll start getting later again. Nice. And at a more reasonable time, thank God. That's nice to know, isn't it? Um, like the toughest get-ups are, are coming in the end, yeah. And what about, um, there are some people that aren't from here and won't be able to join you for an in-person session, but you do stuff online, don't you? Yeah, there's stuff online. And also, I know the Salty Sea Sisters have joined a Facebook group. There's loads of Coldwater Facebook groups. If you're not from Belfast, or even if you're from for Belfast, definitely join them and they share loads of tips. I mean, if you can go to Brompton and jump, it's not just Helens Bay, you can go to Donica Day, I know is a good place to jump in. Um, and then there's other people teaching yoga on the beach all over, including like up on Benone and White Rocks, and it's all shared in these Facebook groups if you are interested and you know, Helms Bay isn't close to you. Carla's currently sitting here practically with her leg behind her head. <laughs> Such a yogi thing to do. You just know, like, the most random. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> but yes, no, that's great. And then you, you do some online, like one-to-one breath work and all your wee bits and bobs as well. Yeah. So I suppose people can tie in if they want to. Yeah, I'm teaching at the Movement Loft on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. The yes. Movement Loft's on the Raven Hill Road. And it would be like, a holistic approach to health and movement and strength and then I'm currently doing my breathwork course um, which started in December and I fingers crossed will graduate in September all being well so yeah really focused on that nice well good luck thank you and thank you for coming on thank you for having me thanks so that was my lovely big long flowy chat uh, about cold water therapy with Carla from Connect Yoga Belfast Um, a lot of information a lot of really useful great information and um, probably a good idea to download or save the episode um, or highlight it and come back to it later with a notepad and listen again and take down <laughs> whatever notes that you might want to take Um, thanks so much for listening as I said at the start um, Carla has given me lots of links um to different journals and stuff like that and they're all in the episode notes and if you would like to get in touch with Carla directly her Instagram handle and website is also in the links and you can get in touch with me um by visiting Shanti Yoga Wellbeing on Instagram and yeah we can get a chat or you can email me at info at shantywellbeing.yoga So I hope you really enjoyed that. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you know anybody who wants to know a little bit more about cold water therapy and the many, many benefits, um, please pass the episode on to them and feel free to share the episode on your social media channels and, and all that. And as always, your feedback would be greatly appreciated. So Thank you and um, I challenge you to a sea swim this summer. (laughs) If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, 
and now is the perfect time to start probably to start climatizing yourself for winter so get into the sea or get a wee bit of cold water therapy about you and let me know how you get on all right thanks and please check out some more of the other episodes on the podcast thank you Thank you.